Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. Everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. 
Hey, hey, guys. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. And today, we are going to be sharing one of my favorite things, which is so appropriate as we are in the heart of the holiday season. And this totally makes me think Oprah style, um, but I'm not giving away cars. I'm not giving away anything. <laughs> um, but I want to share with you one of my favorite things, my favorite book. And it is my favorite book because it motivates me and encourages me every single time I pick it up. It is full of scribbles and underlines and circles and highlights and folded corners. I take it with me everywhere. I am honestly, I am almost never without this book. When I feel like I get stuck somewhere, whether it's, you know, waiting for an oil change or waiting for an appointment, this is one that I will routinely pull out of my purse and just skim through. I've probably read it a hundred times. It's always with me when I travel because it really has the answer for me to every feeling. And a lot of people will say, I don't know how you're so motivated. I'm motivated because I create my motivation every day. I certainly do not wake up motivated every day, but I make it a priority to create my motivation. And this book for me is one of the most effective ways for me to create my own motivation on a daily basis. So what I want to do today is share with you the passages within this book that motivate and encourage me the most. Before we dive in and do that, I want to remind you another thing that I am beyond excited about. I mean, you guys know I kind of geek out about stuff and I get, I'm like a little kid. I get super excitable. And right now I sort of feel like a kid on Christmas because of the webinar coming up on Tuesday, December 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 Pacific. And this webinar is all about the ways we self-sabotage, how we hold ourselves back. Because almost every email I get, people, you, know what you can do to reach your goals. It's not a lack of knowing how to get there. It's a lack of implementing. It's a lack of staying consistent, staying motivated, staying focused, and really practicing the self-discipline required to get there, to do it. And I have no doubt that this webinar, I've been working on it for a couple of months, and I am just giddy with excitement. I want to have as many people there as possible because I understand that you won't ever reach your goals so long as you are in your own way. And that can be one of the hardest things to overcome. So if you have not yet reserved your spot for this totally free webinar on December 1st, uh, please do so now. You can do that if you're in the U.S. by texting the word Fast Track, one word, F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C-K, to the number 44222, or if you go to primalpotential.com, right on the homepage, there will be uh, a, a, a little banner at the top of the page, and you can just click that banner. You can't miss it. There's two of them, actually and you can register right there. But guys, this is really what I think is going to make the difference between a successful 2016 that doesn't look like past years where you've tried and failed, or staying stuck in the same back and forth, couple good days, a couple bad days, a good month, a bad month. This is going to be a game changer. So if you're in the US and you wanna sign up, it's totally free, just text the words Fast Track, one word, to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com and you cannot miss all the opportunities to register there. If you're listening to this after December 1st, so sorry. But the other thing that we're going to be doing on that webinar is talking about the Winter Fat Loss Fast Track program, which... I can't wait to start. It begins on January 3rd. I am going to be working with about 80 people, 8-0, uh, to really crush your goals. And, and it's not a diet. It is absolutely not a diet. It is me helping you individually figure out what works best for you, the foods you love that love you back, right? The big rocks or the primary factors that are responsible for your results because your big rocks are different from my big rocks. And so I'm going to be helping 80 people figure out theirs so you can do less and get more results. So do not miss this webinar. I can tell you I will be like super high energy over the moon because right now I'm wishing that I could just go live with it this second. Like I wish I could log into GoToWebinar and start it right now, except none of you would be there. So that would be a little anticlimactic. 
But enough of that. I really believe that if you are listening to this, you want to get results. You want to be different. You don't want to be that person that says, that sounds interesting, but I hate webinars or I have my favorite show on at eight o'clock on Tuesdays. I really believe that if you're taking the time to listen to this, then you're pretty serious about your results. So with that said, I think I'm going to see you there and I can't wait for it. It's live, obviously. So bring your questions and I will certainly answer them. Let's talk about motivation and how to create it. Because when it kind of bugs me when people say, oh, I wish I were as motivated as you are. I wish I was as motivated as such and such, or I'm just not motivated. If you're not motivated, you're right. It's probably because you haven't taken the time to create your motivation. It's just like saying, I don't have my makeup on. Well, because you didn't put it on, right? (laughs) Like You don't wake up with your hair done and your makeup on. You have to do that yourself. Um, Gentlemen, that excludes you, obviously, although you certainly can wake up and put your makeup on. That's no judgment here. Rock out, right? (laughs) Whatever makes you happy. But the reality is we don't just wake up fully dressed and clothed and ready to leave the house. We have to go through a process to create that if we want it, if it's important to us. We don't just say like, oh, I really wish I was dressed. Like, okay, so put your clothes on, right? It's the same thing with motivation. This is something that you create every single day. If you want to feel motivated, you have to do two things. Know what motivates you. And if you don't know, find what motivates you. And then choose to spend some time actively creating it. It's not like I could say, this book that I'm going to share with you motivates the heck out of me. And so if I look at it, I'll be motivated. No, I have to open it up and I have to read it and I have to think about those things that motivate me. It's not enough to know this book motivates me. The next step is create your motivation using that. And for you, it might not be a book. It might not be quotes. It might not be words. It might be pictures or music or affirmations or some type of activity. That's fine. But know what motivates you and then use it to generate that motivation in you. Sometimes we just want to be in a funk. And if you want to be in a funk, that's totally okay. You have that right to sit there and wallow. Totally fine. I do it too sometimes. But then don't wish for motivation because if you want to be motivated, you can create it yourself. So what I want to share with you today is 11 insights, 11 motivators from my all-time favorite nonfiction book. This is an incredible read. And honestly, being in the middle of the holiday season, this is an awesome one to gift yourself or put on your wish list or give to somebody in your life that you care about. I love giving books as gifts. I think it's amazing because it never stops giving. I know books I have received and read multiple times, I learn something new from every time I pick it up. And Really, if you want to be a high achiever, I think having these things that motivate you in your life is hugely important. And it's not just a gift. It's an investment in you. It's an investment in your journey. It's an investment in your success. So what is the book? The book is called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's by Ryan Holiday. And I will link to this all over the show notes page for this episode, but it's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's based on Classical Stoicism, which is a philosophy, ancient philosophy, uh, and there were a lot of Latin and Greek philosophers who practiced this sort of school of hard knocks, turn your obstacles into opportunities philosophy. And some of you guys know that I was actually a Latin and Greek major initially in college before I decided to switch over to nutrition and biochemistry. Um, For some reason in high school, I was really good at Latin. It wasn't something I studied. In fact, it wasn't something I liked. It was not one of my favorite courses, but I just had a a knack for it, I guess. And out of the blue, I was offered a scholarship to study Latin and Greek and having three other sisters right around my age, it's just something you kind of do. You get offered money, you take the money. But here's the thing. It wasn't just studying Latin. It was Latin and Greek, which I didn't really think about before I took the money. But then I realized there's a whole separate alphabet for Greek. And then I was done. I was like, nope, sorry, this isn't for me. And uh, yeah, so I studied Latin and Greek for a year in college after studying Latin for four years in high school. 
Um, but I think this is part of why, I digress, story time. Uh, this is partly why this philosophy resonates with me because it's so many of the philosophers that I used to read in high school and college and translate their work. And it's so practical and it's so real life because I really can't stand the whole puppy clouds and marshmallows, just just believe in better things. And like, listen, life is hard. <laughs> There's just bumps and bruises and slayings every day, right? And I mean that literally and figuratively, unfortunately. But life is really hard. And you can either get knocked down by that stuff, which is what many people do. And I've certainly had those seasons in my own life. Or you can choose to have it make you better and stronger. And so this is really my literary cheerleader. I find this book is able to pull me through some really, really, really hard stuff. And, you know, nobody lives a charmed life. My life has been far from charmed for many, many reasons, but this book can pull me out of just about anything that I am dealing with. So I want to share with you the 11 most meaningful excerpts from this book, little phrases, words, quotes that really charge me up. And I will have a summary of them over on the show notes at primalpotential.com, but I really recommend that you get this book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday and share it with people you love because it is a game changer. So the first one that I want to share with you is a quote from Marcus Aurelius, and it's in this book. Marcus Aurelius didn't write this book, although he did write a book called Meditations, which is very similar to The Obstacle is the Way. It's just a little bit thicker, not like thicker in terms of a bigger book, a little bit deeper, more dense. Uh, it takes a little bit more focus to get through, but it is also amazing. But anyway, the first one is a quote from Marcus Aurelius that says, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And when Ryan Holiday writes about this and gives his little uh, sort of sidebar on these words from Marcus Aurelius, he says, obstacles illuminate options. Obstacles illuminate options. Because guys, let's get real. There will be obstacles. If you are trying to get healthy, to improve your relationship with food, to change your body composition, there's going to be stuff that gets in your way, whether it's cookies in your way or somebody in your life that isn't supportive of your goals or time or stress or a, a physical impediment, some type of disability or injury. Listen, there's going to be obstacles. And you can pout about them and you can throw a fit or you can expect them and keep moving and allow yourself to consider what options that obstacle provides you with. Because if you wait until there are no obstacles, you're not going to get there, right? And chances are, if you look honestly at your history in weight loss or dieting, your past is going to tell you that, that if you wait until the right time, you will be waiting forever, right? If you wait until there are no holidays coming up, no special events, until you're more focused, you have more mental bandwidth, you aren't so tired, there are fewer distractions or things at work slow down, there's always going to be an obstacle. And even if you have a great seamless month, that is not going to continue. Some obstacle will get in your way. And you just wait when you could be moving. You could be making progress. And here's the thing. It's not just this quote, what stands in the way becomes the way, isn't just about push through it. It is about using these obstacles to make you better. So things happen in my life that make weight loss or healthy eating challenging, right? All the time, whether it's injury or travel or whatever. And instead of being like, oh, wow, this is awful and using it as an excuse to indulge, which is what I used to do. I used to use it as an excuse, a bad day at work or a big crisis or a financial setback. It would be like, oh, well, I mean, I just can't. I, this is the reason I was waiting for to go indulge. But now I say, I am going to use this to build my confidence in my ability to change, to prove to myself that I am creating this kind of life where I don't let things get in my way, to make myself better. I shared several months ago, maybe not quite that long ago, on the podcast how I was traveling and I was in a hotel and I walked to a local grocery store to stock up on some healthy options to have in my room, right? And I probably spent, I don't know, 
40, 50 bucks maybe, I can't really remember. And I carried all the groceries back to the hotel and I put them in the mini fridge and I went to bed. And the next morning I woke up excited about the options in my fridge, right? <laughs> and I opened up the fridge and it was like an oven. It wasn't only not cold, it was like really, really hot. And everything I had put in there was spoiled. So I had spent this money and walked all the way to the grocery store and walked all the way back and the food was just like kaput. So it could have been like, all right, well, room service, pancakes, whatever, bagel, I'm going to go across the street and in my bad mood, I'm going to get a donut because, well, I tried, I did my best. No. And I could have pitched a fit and yelled and screamed and, you know, gotten upset with the hotel, but like... That doesn't change the fact that what I need to do is walk back to the grocery store and get more food and come back and request a new mini fridge that's cold. That's all. I mean, we can use obstacles to pout and scream and say it's not fair and acknowledge that life is hard, like we needed some sort of validation, and then go ahead and do something that's totally counter to our goals. Or we could be like, you know what, this opportunity is a good way for me to practice patience, for me to practice consistency. And I am no exception here. I need opportunities to practice patience, to practice consistency, and to practice not making excuses. Well, how can I get that practice? I only get that practice when things don't go right. So when things don't go right, I'm like, great, this is the practice I need. Or I've been injured before. You guys know, because I share my, my daily workouts uh, in my weekly emails to the VIP list, but you guys know I love to work out. It's important for me. It's important for my focus, for clearing my head, and working out helps me make better food choices because the act of working out makes me feel like I am a person who cares for my body. So when it comes to food choices that day, I want to continue to care for my body. So when I am injured, it's rough. It sucks. And I could pout and mope and then sort of like get lax on my food choices because, well, I'm injured and I can't work out, so whatever. But the reality is this. Being injured is an opportunity to take the energy and focus and attention that I had been putting on working out and then have even more focus and energy and attention to put on food and my food choices and finding foods that really satisfy me and make me happy. So there's actually an opportunity in that. Or I've hurt my knee a couple of times. It gives me an opportunity to focus on core work or upper body work or balance or mobility, things that I normally don't otherwise focus as much on when I'm fully capable. So either way, it gives you an opportunity. Same thing with negativity from other people in your life. You can say like, oh, well, my spouse isn't supportive or my kids are always eating junk and use that as an obstacle that it's going to stand in your way. Or you can say, this is actually a gift because if I can be constantly surrounded by people who aren't supportive or foods that are not going to get me to my goals and build my strength in that environment, then I have that strength everywhere I go. And if it is the hardest and I can be successful in my own home or in my own workspace, then when I am in total control of my surroundings and the people in my world, it will be even easier. So if I can do it in this, it's an opportunity. Your blessings and your burdens are not mutually exclusive. Your burdens can become, can lead to your greatest blessings. You guys know what a major struggle my weight was for me for the majority of my life, and it took a lot from my life. It robbed me of a lot of things. I really was stuck in a deep, deep depression for a long time. I missed out on much of my life because of my weight, but that's actually my greatest blessing because without that struggle, I wouldn't be able to share and help and empathize the way that I can now. So it is all about recognizing your obstacles and not allowing them to create excuses in your life, but allowing them to lead you to, to be the path towards your greatest goals. They can help you achieve. They only stand in your way if that is the perspective that you choose. I could rant on that all day long, and I'm going to move on to the second one. And the second one from within this book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, is actually a quote from Andy Grove. Andy Grove is the former CEO of Intel, and he makes a, a really powerful point about companies that I think is so applicable to humans. He says, 
Bad companies are destroyed by crisis. Good companies survive crisis. Great companies are improved by crisis. And I apply this to myself, and I just don't say company. I say I. A bad individual, right? A bad, and I don't mean like bad as in like morally corrupt, but you can have crisis break you and tear you down. You can survive a crisis or you can allow a crisis to transform you and improve you. It is a choice. There is a way to transform your weaknesses into strength because the reality is, like I said a few minutes ago, there will always be less than favorable conditions. If you are thinking that what you have been in through in your life is the worst you've ever been through, you're probably wrong. And that's not being negative, it's just being realistic. Things will happen. Situations will arise. Unfortunate things will happen to you, to your family, to people that you love, to your job, to your finances. Don't be afraid of that. Use it to thrive. Do not let it break you. Do not see it as a barrier to your success, but as a pathway to your success. Do not let it hand you a convenient excuse to indulge, to give up, to give in, because then you will never get there. Don't just do your best. Choose to excel and to thrive. How can I make this great? This awful thing happened in my life, or this annoying thing happened in my life, or this frustrating thing happened in my day. How can I make it great? How can I make this great? Michael Hyatt, I listen to his podcast and I really enjoy it. Um, I should link to that in the show notes. I'm going to make myself a note to do that. But he asks a really powerful question whenever he is encountered by something that is disappointing or frustrating. And he says, what does this make possible? So you're injured. What does this make possible? For me, when I've been injured, it's increased focus on my food choices or rest time that my body desperately needs or the opportunity to focus on a physical skill set that otherwise I wouldn't necessarily focus on, like um, mobility or uh, flexibility or core strength, right? Ask yourself, what does this make possible? The third point that I want to share with you from this book, The Obstacle is the Way, is that most of our obstacles are internal, not external. In our head and in our heart, not in our world. We create the majority of our obstacles with our thoughts, with our beliefs, and with our feelings. And that is not bad news. Honestly, if you're thinking, oh yeah, seriously, I am the cause of most of my problems, that's great news because that means that your biggest challenges are in your control. They are not external. They are not factors beyond your control. You can change them. And I said the other day to one of my clients, we were on our our weekly call, and I said, the problem that you're having isn't the problem. Your attitude about the problem is the problem. It has nothing to do with the situation. It is your attitude about the situation because 90% or more of our problems are internal, not external. The other day on, on the Primal Potential Facebook page, I posted... When you worry, ask yourself, what am I choosing to not see right now? When you worry, ask yourself, what am I not seeing? What am I not thinking of? How am I limiting my perspective in this moment? What am I not seeing? Because when we worry, we're fixating on one thing. And there is a much larger perspective available to us. And this is why I say that most of it is in our head because we narrow in on one thing and we don't see the whole scope. I tell myself all the time, I'm not going to die from this. And as, as crazy as that sounds and as extreme as that sounds, sometimes we get worked up or stressed out or frustrated or disappointed and then it becomes larger than life. And sometimes we just have to step back and be like, this isn't going to kill me. I mean, whether it's pushing through a hard workout or telling yourself no to the donuts that are really tempting, don't stress over, oh my God, this is so hard. How do I resist these cravings? You're not going to die. Like, it's okay. And another one from this book, before we move on to the next point that I think is so powerful, he writes, give yourself clarity, not sympathy. 
We want to do this like, woe is me, life is hard, oh my gosh, I'm hungry, I have cravings, blah, blah, blah. Give yourself clarity. Get some perspective. See the big picture. You don't need sympathy. You need clarity. The fourth point from this book that really motivates and encourages me is that our perceptions, the way we think about things, the way we perceive things, our point of view, our perceptions can either be a source of great strength or a source of great weakness. And if you feel like you are not making progress towards your goals, I would really check your perception. If you have the perception of, this is hard, I hate this, I have cravings, I'm hungry, I'll never get there, I'm not, I'm not getting results. I would really check that perspective because that perspective will be a source of great weakness in your journey. Instead say, all right, so I'm feeling like this is hard and like I'm really struggling with cravings. What can I do to change this? Because this this situation right now makes me feel in a way that is not really sustainable. So what can I learn from this? Get curious, not critical, right? I say that all the time, but it's really true. If your perception is, I hate this, it's hard, everybody's eating this stuff. What do I need to change about my attitude or my choices to make this easier? How can I be more satisfied by my meals? Am I eating foods I love? Am I eating enough? Should I be changing things up? How can I focus on the opportunities before me, the positive things about this journey instead of all the negativity because the negativity is a source of great weakness. But focus and optimism and hope and strategy can be a source of great strength, right? You must be objective. When we are caught up in our feelings, this is hard, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, I'm resenting this choice, I'm, I'm feeling really guilty, that's all subjective. The objective view is, I ate these things that I wish I hadn't eaten. I put them in my mouth. That was totally by choice. Nobody tied me to a chair and shoved them down my throat. And if I don't like the way it makes me feel, then in the next situation, I need to make a better choice. That's objective. Here are the facts. And here are the things that I can do to change it. The subjective is, I hate this. It's hard. I'm disgusting. I have no willpower. That is all emotional stuff. And objectivity is critical. And it's also optional. Being objective is a choice, and it's a learned behavior. We naturally default to the subjective, the emotional. Being objective is a practice. It's a skill that you practice and get better at with time, and it does take practice. Catch yourself in the subjectivity and get really objective. So, for example, I was dealing with one of my clients uh, a couple weeks ago, and she had made a note the day of our coaching call in the morning, and she had written that she was really frustrated that the number on the scale wasn't moving. And so when we got on our call, I said to her, tell me what has changed. In the past couple of weeks, tell me what has changed. And I'm going to read you, in fact, I'm going to pull up right now, what some of the things she said had changed were. Now, keep in mind, she had written in the morning in her document that she was really frustrated with her lack of progress on the scale, okay? So she was feeling kind of down and feeling like the scale was not moving. And when I said to her, let's really look at what has changed she had a long list of about 14 different things that had changed, yet she was feeling really frustrated. So some of the things that she said had changed, and these are, these are in her words that I wrote in her document. I'm super high energy most of the time. My mood is almost always balanced. My menopausal symptoms are gone. I'm being consistent with my workouts. I'm eating more clean and I love the foods I'm eating. I'm not bloated. I feel stronger. My clothes are looser. My butt isn't sticking out as much. My joints don't hurt as much. My face looks thinner and my boobs are smaller. Yet, she was frustrated about the number on the scale. That is the difference between objectivity and subjectivity. The objective reality is all of this stuff that has changed these facts. The subjective is assigning emotion to the fact that the scale isn't moving. So when you get objective, you can really 
eliminate a lot of the emotion that is disappointing to you. When she looked objectively at all that had changed, it really changed her perception. Your perceptions can be a source of great strength or a source of great weakness. The fifth thing that really motivates me from this book, The Obstacle is the Way, is the notion that we need to rule over ourselves. So many times we get frustrated if somebody doesn't listen to us, like we tell our spouse to do something and they don't do it, or we tell our kids to do something and they don't do it, or we tell our employees to do something and they don't do it, and we're like, how disrespectful, and yet we don't listen to our own selves right? We set this standard and then we blow it every single day and we expect other people to listen to us and we get really upset when they don't, but we don't have the respect for our own authority. I mean, who does it begin with if it doesn't begin with you? And so for me, that phrase, rule over yourself, is so powerful because why would a spouse, a friend, a child, an employee, a colleague, whatever, care anything about our authority if we do not respect our own authority? And this comes from training, training ourselves, making a small commitment. And that's why when I did the episode about morning routines, it starts with hitting snooze. If you wake up in the morning and you had an intention, you set your alarm for six, and six o'clock the alarm goes off and you hit snooze 17 times before you get up, you are starting the day letting your subconscious know that the decisions you make are totally optional. Why? We have to rule over ourselves. This comes from training, right? And this training builds confidence. And the more confidence we are, the more confidence we have, the more capable we feel. And the more capable we feel, combined with confidence, the more results we get. We all have this inner toddler that throws tantrums and wants what she wants and she wants it right now. Rule over yourself. Defeat emotion with logic in the form of questions. What can I do right now? Right? Facts. Not feelings, not fears, but facts. Rule over yourself. This is the decision that I made and I am training myself to respect my own authority. I am training myself to respect my own authority. That might be a good affirmation for some of you that are doing affirmations. I am training myself to respect my own authority. The sixth thing from this book that is something I ask myself to encourage and motivate and move me forward on a regular basis is a question. And it's, is there something I can do? Is there something I can change? So many times we get frustrated. Frustrated with our lack of results or frustrated with our lack of consistency or both. And when we are in that moment of frustration, we're not taking action. We're sort of having a little pity party, right? And you might not see it as a pity party, and that's okay. But instead of having any type of negativity about my own lack of results or my own lack of progress in any arena, I snap myself out of it with the question, is there something I can do right now? Is there something I can change right now? If I am frustrated with my lack of impact in my business, if I am frustrated with my lack of improvement in my workouts or with my lack of consistency with my food choices, I could sit there and be frustrated or I could do something. Is there something I can do right now? And if I'm doing it, great. Frustration over. I am doing my part and that is all I can do. So those questions, is there something I can do right now? Is there something I can change right now? If there is, go do it. If there's not, let it go. One of the quotes from this book that goes right along with us, it says, focusing exclusively on what is in our power magnifies and enhances our power. Every ounce of energy directed at things we can't actually influence is wasted, self-indulgent, and destructive. Focusing on what is in our power magnifies and enhances our power, right? So the things that we can do, the things that we can change, not our spouse's attitude about our food choices, not the junk that the coworker brought in that's sitting there tempting you, that is not within your power. But when we focus on what is in our power, 
our ability to choose what we pick up, bring to our face, put in our mouth, chew and swallow, that magnifies and enhances our power. Every single ounce of energy directed at things we cannot actually influence is wasted, self-indulgent, and destructive. The seventh thing that really encourages me, especially as it comes to fitness, is our objective. Our objections are almost always deeply rooted in fear. Our objections are almost always deeply rooted in fear. And I think about this when it comes to workouts. Sometimes I read my workouts that my trainer has written for me and I instantly start to go, I can't do that in that amount of time or I can't do that many reps or I can't do that kind of weight. That comes from fear. For me, in that case, it's fear of failure. But most of our objections come from fear. If I say to my client, all right, your goal for the week is one indulgence. I want you to have one indulgence for the entire week. Some people, I mean, if they're having four indulgences a day, we don't start with one a week, but then they'll start to have objections like, well, yeah, but I have this party and then I have this situation and, you know, my husband and I, we usually do, you know, wine or drinks on such and such night. Those objections are the way that you sort of prepare yourself for failure, and that is from fear. You can either be afraid or you can be a high achiever, right? I remember the first time that my trainer told me we were going to work on handstands, and I was afraid, and I started to object out of a, a deeply rooted fear. And I remember thinking, what if I break my wrists? Like, what if I can't hold up my own body weight on my hands, right? That's fear, or if you're, if you're making excuses or coming up with objections because of your travel or your schedule or your work stress, it's fear of failure. It's how you prepare yourself for failure to protect your ego. You can talk yourself into why you should be afraid or you can just decide to move forward in the face of fear because the only way to resolve that fear is to conquer it, to do whatever it is that you feared you could not do. The eighth thing uh, is a quote from Epictetus, who, like Marcus Aurelius, who I mentioned at the beginning, was a early Stoic philosopher, and he says, persist in your efforts. Persist in your efforts. Resist giving into distraction, discouragement, or disorder. How many times do we give into distraction, discouragement, or disorder? I keep this quote on a card that I carry with me much of the time because every single day there will be distraction, there will likely be discouragement, and there's always disorder. Persist in your efforts anyway. Stop waiting for it to be easy because it will not be easy until you earn it, until you put in the consistent practice, the time, and the effort. Persist in your efforts and resist giving into distraction, discouragement, or disorder. The ninth thing, and this is actually a, a quote for any college football fans out there. This is actually a quote from Nick Saban, uh, and he, he uses this when he's talking to his football players, and he says, don't think about winning the SEC championship. Don't think about the national championship. Think about what you need to do in this drill, on this play, in this moment. That is the process. Let's think about what we can do today. Don't think about winning the national championship or the SEC championship. What you need to do in this drill, on this play, in this moment. Excellence is a matter of steps. It is a matter of this is what I need to do right now. We don't need to get so far ahead of ourselves. Bring it back to right now. This play, this moment. Master this play, this moment. It's not about how quickly am I going to get to 50 pounds down? How am I going to handle New Year's Eve? This drill, this moment, this play. There's another quote from this book and it says, the unordered mind loses track of what is in front of it what matters, and gets distracted by thoughts of the future. The unordered mind loses track of what is in front of it and what matters. It gets distracted by thoughts of the future. And that's what it really is. It is a matter of distraction. The future isn't here, here yet. And guess what? When you're spending your mental energy and your time out in the future, you just missed an opportunity to take 
care of this moment, to master this play, this drill, this moment, right? The future is not here yet. So let's be in this moment and execute this play right now instead of worrying about later. Replace fear with process. In fact, replace emotion, negative emotion and worry and guilt and fear with process. This is why a couple episodes ago, I created for you that template for creating your standard operating procedure, your bounce back strategy. If you haven't downloaded that yet, go over to the show notes on primalpotential.com for that bounce back episode or text bounce back to uh, 44222. Uh, is that the number? Yeah, 44222. Text bounce back to 44222 to get that template to create your own process. If you don't know what the process is, what the steps are, you create it. And in that episode, I help you create that process. But replace fear with process. Replace worrying about the future with process. That process is this drill, this moment, this play. The 10th thing out of 11 that really motivates me about this book is the statement, and I love this, I say it all the time, what's right is what works. What's right is what works. What do I mean by that? If it's not working, it's not right. Or you're not being consistent. So many people will say, I'm doing everything right and nothing's happening. If it's not working, it's not right. It doesn't mean that it's not right for somebody else, but if it's not working, it's not right for you. So stop saying, I'm doing everything right and it's not working. If it's not working, it's not right. Because what's right is what works and that's gonna look different for everybody. So either it's not right for you or you're not being honest about whether or not you're being consistent. But if you're being consistent and it's not working, stop being so righteous. It's just not what works. It's not right for you. So stop thinking, it's not fair, it's not working, blah, blah, blah. Go put the energy and effort into finding what is right for you. And on the webinar that we're going to have on December 1st, totally free, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to talk about exactly how you can do that, how you can find what is right for you. Because what's right is what works. If it's not working, it's not right. The 11th and final thing that I want to share with you from this book, The Obstacle is the Way, we gather strength as we go. We gather strength as we go, not as we sit and wait. If you are sitting and waiting and hoping you will get stronger, that's not how it works. If you are sitting and waiting and consuming as much information as possible, thinking that that will make you stronger, it won't. It doesn't. It can't. The only thing that makes you stronger is action. We gather strength as we go, not as we sit and wait, as we go. Act, move, try, advance, fail, try again, fail, try again, act, go, move. We gather strength as we go. It doesn't mean that every action we take is going to bring us towards results, but what it can do is bring us towards learning, and that is forward progress. That is forward progress. Every play doesn't result in a touchdown. You can totally tell it's football season here, can't you? But every play doesn't result in a touchdown. But if you think that you're going to sit there and watch film and make it have you get better, that's not how it works. You have to take that and put it into action. And sometimes it'll be amazing and you'll get great results. And sometimes you'll fall on your face and that's okay. Act, advance, go, learn, try, try harder, fail, go. We gather strength as we go. So these are some of the things that motivate me. What motivates you? What moves you? What is it that makes you say, oh my gosh, yes, right? That song that charges you up when you're in a funk. But here's the problem. Many of us just experience these things and we think, oh, that was so motivational. And then we move on from it, right? We see something on social media and we're like, oh, that is so motivational. But then we just scroll past it and we forget it. Or we listen to that song and we forget about it. We see pictures and they inspire us and we're just like done with it. Don't. Capture it. Save it. Create a running document of things that motivate you. Write it down and then revisit them when you need them. If you have not yet created your standard operating procedure for bouncing back, you must. Part of that is identifying what motivates you and creating that list. Text, if you're in the U.S., text the word, one word, bounce back to 44222 and you'll get that template for your bounce back strategy or I will link to it in the show notes for this episode. But when it comes to your motivation, 
Write down your goals. Read them aloud with conviction every day. So many people write their goals in a notebook and then they never go back to that page in the notebook. They don't even know where the notebook is. Or they write it in a note in their phone and several weeks later it's 20 notes buried and they never go back there. That is not how you create motivation. Visualize, visualize, visualize. Revisit your goals and literally see yourself achieving them. Create this list of things that motivate you. Maybe it's songs, pictures, quotes, books, movies, whatever it is. Create that list and then use that list. Use that list. Be honest with yourself about when you're not feeling motivated and choose to change by pulling out this list of things that motivate you and really, really immersing yourself in it. Get real about what is within your power and what you have the power to change and implement it. Implement it. Take action. We gather strength as we go. Now, if you've listened to this all the way through, I would say that as a, as a human, you are highly, highly, highly motivated. And those are the kinds of people that I want to spend time with on Tuesday the 1st, December 1st, at 8 Eastern, talking about how to get out of your own way, how to create your transformation. Because every single one of you, whether you want to lose five pounds or 500 pounds, you can create your transformation. And I want to help you find the plan that works for you, not put you on a diet. I have no interest in putting any of you on a diet ever for any reason. I want you there with me. If you're in the U.S., you can text fast track one word to 44222 or just go to Primal Potential and sign up and do it. And let me kind of give you an insider scoop. The people that will transform are the people who will prioritize it and show up. You know that only about 20% of people who register for webinars actually show up and attend, which is crazy, but you have this moment of motivation and then you're like, eh, I'd rather watch TV. But I really think that if you're here and you're listening to this, you want to transform. And if I'm willing to help you do that for free on Tuesday night, I believe that you see value in that and you want that for your world and you're open to considering a 90-day fast track challenge. You're open to that. So I want you there. I want If you've listened to this episode all the way, you're the person I want to hang out with on Tuesday night. So text fast track to 44222 or go to primalpotential.com and grab your spot, please. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. What did I eat yesterday? Oh, so I had coffee with MCT oil, no butter, um, before my workout. After my workout, I did what is becoming a real standard brunch staple for me, which is a mashup of four cups of raw shredded cabbage with two eggs, two slices of bacon, and a half an avocado all mashed together, and it was so good. Uh, a little bit later in the day, what did I have? Oh, I had a big plate of spaghetti squash, just plain with salt. And then dinner was a salmon filet and a salad, which I love salmon and I can't get enough. And I was eating salad with my fingers because I didn't have a utensil, but that's okay. So that is what I ate yesterday. I cannot wait to see you at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Tuesday, December 1st. I am like buzzing with excitement. It is going to be amazing and I will see you then.